outside of doing this podcast, is there anything special about like a Thursday? At our age, you know, I'm a spry 31. You are what, 29? I'll be 30 later this year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pushing 30. What do you look forward to on Thursday after Thursday night football? Sometimes it's the start of the weekend. I mean, it just depends, but like, I don't, but then like, you know, niggas don't be just going out. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. If anything, I try to satisfy everything I need, which is why last Thursday I did what I did. Because on the weekend, then I don't want to be necessarily bothered. But then there are weekends I know. not My daughter doesn't bother me, but there are weekends where I know, like, okay, it's going to be just me and her, which is fine. But, like, when it counts, when for the weekend it counts, I mean, I'm doing whatever. I mean, just kind of, like, whatever. Even I got to do grocery shopping this week for the first time. I haven't gone grocery shopping in so long, but I got all my grocery shopping done. Like my fridge is stocked. Nigga, I'm pumped about cooking food right now. Like, you know what I mean? Because I got the shit here to do it and try different shit. Like, I mean, it would just be like, and then, but then, you know, traveling. Like, I will travel. Like, I'll, I know, especially the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be here. Also, you know, I'm not going to be here. Oh, so you're going out to Arizona or you're going to Vegas for Super Bowl? I'm be in Vegas. Vegas. We're in Vegas for the uh, Super Bowl. And then the very next week, we're going to be in uh, Salt Lake City. Got to support my boy, uh, Young Bull. But at the same time, it's going to be, uh, you know, I try to incorporate business and stuff. Business, I'll be in LA uh, right before the Super Bowl. I'm going to go there on that Thursday and then fly to LA, uh, Vegas that uh, Friday night. And then uh, the next week for All-Star Week, I got a buddy who's the assistant AD at uh, – he was the quarterback of our football team, same year as me and everything. I already had visited him, but I'm going to go to Montana. Uh, he's the assistant AD at the University of Montana. I'm going to stop in Montana for a day and a half, two, and go there, and then I'm going to go to uh, Salt Lake City and be with uh, the people. <laughs> you know, you're – you might be the world's most interesting podcaster because uh, you're all, you, bro. You're going to Montana. You know somebody in Montana, and and, and I've been there before, to Montana. Too. Yeah, I know. I'll probably never meet. I'll probably never meet Hannah Montana. Uh, can't get the best of both worlds. But today's January twenty sixth, and it's an important day in basketball history. A live on forever for many different generations, but especially our generation. And I just want to open up the podcast with, uh, with a few, a few words to, to commemorate this very, very special, uh, sad, but important. Boy, do y'all see Kobe? 45. Kobe getting busy. Messing up my word of the rant. Stay woke. If you ain't watching the Mamba right now, you ain't a basketball fan. Fuck ya. All right, so anyways, back to this Kobe. 60 points on them fuck niggas. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, yeah, 60 points on them fuck niggas. Fuck the Jazz. Fuck MJ. I've been telling y'all, fuck your Jays. I'm going to tell y'all, fuck Michael Jordan. Kobe went out like a real nigga, not a fat-ass, sorry nigga on the woods. Fuck Jordan. Throughout the years, I've talked a lot of shit about Kobe. I called him Hobie and all that shit. It wasn't because he wasn't great. Was because y'all fuck niggas to suck his dick. Well, fuck y'all. But I can't be a hater no more. You gotta respect this shit. 
One of the greatest ever. Fuck MJ. Give me Kobe. Fuck MJ. Fuck him. Boy, oh boy. Y'all see Kobe? <laughs> and the rant, the rant goes a little bit longer. It's cut off. But like I go into my closet and I like show the Kobe's uh that I got in my closet and say fuck Did you, you Huh? You like tubing in Kobe's. Yeah, yeah, my favorite. Before they were Kobe's, because he played in Harashi's too, before which Harashi's were like everybody's team Nike shoe, but they were like the shoe that who hooped them too, which uh, they they were like a de facto uh, signature shoe for him in reality. I just want to tell you that night that I recorded that rant, I was drunk as shit in my apartment in San Diego. I was drinking, uh, I was drinking, I had a big this handle of Seagram's gin and I'm just drinking fucking gin and, and uh, lime watching Kobe. <laughs> and I'm just hopping on Snapchat going on this rant. Just the whole thing is freestyled. And when I see you TikTokers now and you people posting these reels and all of this stuff, I go, man, you did that in like 35 takes, man. You took all day to do that, man. Like, where's your, Where's your authentic original creativity? Hey, one one shot, one kill, baby. I'm gonna give you my actual first thoughts, not my hey, first thoughts of the day. Take one. I I loved it. I loved it when you originally put it out because of course Snapchat was a lot more popular at the time. And so like I got to see it as a Snapchat story, but you also did put it on IG as well. And um and you know, you knew that I like I'm a big Kobe fan, and I loved just kind of because I knew that you're a LeBron, like you're a LeBron, you're a LeBron fan, you're a LeBron fan, and that's okay. I mean, that's okay. Like, and we're gonna get into that later in terms of we gotta stop realistically this greatness, especially in the NBA. Everybody's got their just because you like chocolate ice cream and I like vanilla doesn't mean that they're both not great in reality. Like, but. Uh, it was a great, it's one of my favorite, like, I don't even want to say rants. It is a rant on your end, but it's one of the favorite pieces of media you've ever put out. Like for me, I've always loved it because it was, like you said, it was a hundred percent authentic. But then secondly, like what you said was very true just in general, and I think that uh, it sucks that that's the way that Kobe uh, had to end his career because I always had pictured him. It didn't have to be an NBA Finals. Like, it's harder for an NBA player to go out the way Peyton Manning can go out. Like, it's hard because it's – Peyton Manning was trash. I know, but he still went out as a Super Bowl champ. But I'm just saying, we always thought Kobe's a champion. Why would he go out on a 23-59 and team? You know what I mean? Like, especially in L.A. with the Lakers, he can at least be going out in the first round as an eight seed getting swept or something. But it, no. that wasn't the way that it was meant for Kobe. Kobe was getting hurt more so at the end of his career. His body broke down. As soon as his Achilles went out, he went out because everything else started to go with it. But he also was – there was still the mystique of, like, Kobe Bryant. And Jordan went out by coming back and – being an executive and wanting to – I don't even think Jordan had anything to – I mean, he didn't have anything to prove either, but, like, 
he wanted to come back because he wanted to hell he probably wanted to sell tickets honestly for the wizards and district of columbia like it's like i'm in the capital man look i can do something let me tell you what made Kobe leaving the game so amazing. It hijacked the night over the Warriors going 73-9. It won their 73rd game that night, and nobody gave a flying fuck about it at all. Because everybody was watching ESPN. And Kobe. Going crazy. Put it this way. They put the Warriors on ESPN, too. Mike Tirico called. Kobe's game, and I don't even know who called uh, the Warriors game because I didn't watch. Uh, I don't, watching Kobe, probably Mark, probably Mark Jackson. <laughs> they put the A team on the Kobe game because we all cared about that, and then it was a star-studded event for Kobe's uh, curtain call. I mean, was, I don't have to talk about it. Kobe. Hope did. Kanye Kanye made a special shirt. Snoop Dogg. Like, everybody's got that whole movie when, like, everybody's going crazy. Like, man, Shaq. I mean, it was a moment in basketball history that happened that night. Sorry about that. It was a moment. It was a moment. It was a moment in basketball history that surpassed actual basketball history. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to really focus on the death. I don't even want to talk about it, right? Like, I want to keep this conversation just super positive about Kobe. And when we were talking in in the pre-production, because you got to virtually meet my daughter today, and she yes. waved at you and yeah. all that cool stuff. I didn't want to, like, is that? Well, you can say her name. I don't care. Okay. LJ. Um, very beautiful. And- Hey, I'm excited for you, man. I really am. Thanks, man. And like, it was so crazy talking about it in, pre- in preparation for the show because we hadn't talked topics yet. Really, we had them in the notes, but, but no type of insight into where we're going to go with it. And I don't know if it was you or my wife who said it, but Kobe made being a girl dad cool. And and it's like, yeah, he he, he really did because you never saw a like a a alpha male that you looked up to that you wanted to be like out here with his daughters, but publicly doing the things that you would want to do with your son, you know, because we came up in that generation, girls over here, guys over there. And Kobe's like, Hey man, hold on. My girls team, bro. Y'all getting, y'all getting thrashed out here. No, no, no. Honestly, my girl will do it. Some of y'all sons. Right. And <laughs> and then you you you're like, hold on. I can go coach my girls, my, my daughter's girls basketball team, her AAU team. As team. As you because I'm still oh, yeah, I can be passionate about my daughter being a great athlete, just like I would be my son, because great athleticism is not just for guys. Because most of you guys, y'all had great dads behind you, and y'all niggas was trash. Y'all only had a career because you had a dad behind you, not because you had talent. Right. Just like they could be great uh, ballerinas or cheerleaders, which that's accepted uh, as it always should have been. But now it's more accepted than ever. So, you know, they don't have to play ball no more. And, of course, just like how he felt his son would be, 
he had one daughter at least out of the first two that wanted to be like her dad. And like, it's, 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 it's what makes it so sad today because even though we lost a, um, you know, one of the greatest basketball players, one of my greatest inspirations, a guy that I, you know, aside from my dad, I mean, I looked up to Kobe too. Like I looked, I did look up to Kobe. I looked up to Kobe. 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 <laughs> I looked up to Kobe because that was the way I always wanted to handle my business. And I don't even have to bring up, you know, the whole um, mama mentality thing that everybody's like, well, cause you can use mama mentality in any way of life, which is a fair point And it's very true. But at the same time, I looked up to Kobe because even before that was a thing, before he even called himself the black mama, when he switched to 24, like to me, I always saw that, like what that embodies. I saw it as a player, like as a young basketball player. And it's not like, Oh, I'm trying to take the most difficult shots like Kobe. I'm not as good as Kobe, but what I did take away from Kobe, even younger Kobe, Froby, like what I took away from Kobe was that, man, if you give it your all, like if you put everything on the floor, if you have the talent, of course, you can be and do the athleticism and the things that he would do at eight or 24, like one or the other. Um, And then just an intelligent brother, bro, that we lost. And I thought Stephen A summed it up very well too when talking about him. People be forgetting that Kobe lived in Italy he married a Spanish woman. He spoke four or five languages. Like, Kobe was a killer. He was speaking to Luis Gola in Argentina. Like, bro, that's not – we're not going to see that in the league again. And then that Michael Jordan christened him basically as his little brother. And when he got faced with that Kobe-LeBron question, he said, you know, we're talking about this was, you know – probably right before or when Kobe won that fourth title. But he was like, he picked Kobe. But the reason he picked Kobe was because he stole all his moves, according to him. But regardless, even the – we got to see the Jordan documentary, and, of course, that came out right in the COVID era, which was immediately after Kobe died. Kobe made a small cameo in it. And they talked about that all-star game, Jordan's last year, Kobe's first year, but they both started, and that was the matchup. It was at Madison Square Garden. It's Kobe Bryant versus Michael Jordan, and it was a special moment, and Kobe was the youngest all-star starter still to this day. Kobe was an eight or a 19-year-old starting in that all-star game. Even LeBron's first all-star game, he wasn't as young as Kobe. And, like, it's just – it's NBA lore, and uh, it's just little stuff like that, I think, that made Kobe Bryant so special. And it's so sad that he had to leave us so early. But I think that what he was about to do for the women's game and uh, his daughter and how special Gianna was going to be, it just – he was a one-of-a-kind in NBA history. And I just – even though he's my favorite player and it might be a little biased – I think that um, it's it's sad just the way that Kobe went out, and I hate it had to be him. But 
Uh, Kobe, my nigga, I hate it had to be him. Yeah. He, hey, but you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I no, I was just gonna say he's he's regardless of where you rank him or not, he's he's one of the, in my opinion, for sure. No matter what, what anyone says, he's one of the five greatest basketball players ever. He's the greatest Laker ever, and you know, R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. Gianni, and R.I.P. Everybody that went down that day three years ago today. Um, everybody, I'm sure, misses them. And that the world would be better if they were all here. Not just Kobe and Gian, but everybody else. I mean, people lost sisters, brothers, moms, friends, uncles, uh, aunties. Everybody lost something, and, and we didn't get to see what life could be for a lot of people, especially a lot of young people that day. And I just hate it had to go down that way. But, you know, it is what it is. So, Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and there's a few things you talked about that I want to circle back to. I'm going to talk about the 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 parents, the the dads being involved in their sons' lives. I'm going to do that one last because it's going to be a bit more joking and and me just talking shit. Yeah, but I think the mama mentality that you talked about, and if you know me, you know I'm a cynic. I think most of y'all full of shit. Y'all do what y'all do for clout. Y'all want clicks. Y'all y'all want somebody to see when they see you dap you up and say, "Hey, dog, I'm trying to get like you." Hey, bro, that shit you did, yeah, bro. I see you, dog. That, that, that's what y'all do it for. And the Mamba mentality, the Kobe tattoos, the all these Kobe posts today, this, that, and the third, man. I look at it sometimes, and it really, like, turns my stomach. It makes me fucking sick because I look at you, and I look at your life. I look at the moves that you're making, the conversations that you're having, the work ethic that you put into what you, what you say is your goal, and I go – how dare you besmirch Kobe's name by time by like trying to align with that? I'm not telling you to have the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality because that was a level of focus that is borderline like maniacal. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hard to be a high functioning human being in other places when you put that much time and focus into being great at what you do. Yeah, you you heard on the the, the Redeem team doc when they talked about. They coming in from the club and Kobe's going to the gym, right? One of my he's favorite things about that doc. Go ahead. He's going to get his workout in at four before practice, and y'all are coming back from the club. And this is off season. This is man, this is just international play. This don't even it don't matter, but it matters because he's going on the court. And what that did was it changed D Wade. It changed LeBron. It didn't change Melo. And and, and you see why. But it changed some of the best players to play the game in a positive way because he taught them what it takes to go to that next level. And be a man. And, and the thing is, Kobe stuck with the Olympics through 2012. He was past his Olympic playing days, but he's still he there. He wasn't even supposed to, bro. And people think about it. When you think about that 04 team, Kobe was in the prime of his career. And the doc obviously explains a lot of why he didn't. A, the Colorado stuff, the the rape charge, or like, you know, all that. Which he got exonerated of, of course. But like, um, like that was a part of it. Like, and Shaq, then he had the war in Iraq. Like, there was a lot of stuff. 
like going on the wide, we didn't put out our best, even though a guy like Tim Duncan played, AI played, Iguodala. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, players. yeah. But they had LeBron, Melo, and D Wade on the bench for Equidollar. Like the, they were all in their second, headed in their second. Like they had played one year ball, and LeBron was LeBron, but like LeBron was not LeBron yet and either. Like, and it he, wasn't he fair was, for him to put expectation on him, Allen Iverson, and Tim Duncan to win a chop. Even though yeah. they probably should have talent wise, talent wise, even the young, even on. the youngest of LeBron. They would have won it. in his prime and Tim Duncan in his prime. They should have probably beat. And you got and you had Mel, you bro, you had Melo and D Wade, bro. If if they would have if they would have got burned, because Larry Brown didn't play him because he had to play the old guys because he's the old. Larry Brown wasn't even the best coach that the U.S. had to offer. And yeah, that's another around. reason. Which you watched the doc. That's another reason why Kobe joined. He joined because of K. Coach K had a lot to do. with. But but no, but let's let, let, let's let's get back to this mama mentality stuff, right? The the work ethic, the the commitment to excellence, the I don't care how my family feels, I don't care about my friends feel, I don't really need friends. I'm committed to being great at this one single thing. Most of us don't have it, and I think it's disrespectful to his name and his legacy to talk about it because it it's a lifestyle. It's not just oh, I. I got that mama mentality. No, you don't. It was you his life. Are not, you are not one track focused on something to the degree that you're going to throw your all into it and you're willing to throw everything else away that you have going for you in order to be great at this one single thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. It can be, great, it can be, it can be greater than the mama mentality. But like, Kobe, bro, that's I got a wife. Yeah, I got a wife and a daughter. Guess what? There are things that I am focused on that's not just my career. There are things that I'm focused on that are not just my hobbies. This podcast, man, I tell you what. Before I had a wife and a daughter, uh, I spent probably 60%. Nah, fuck that. I spent 80 to 90% of my non-getting-paid-for-work time to making this a better product on camera or on mic. Yeah, I, I got a girlfriend. We could talk about that too. I did try to do my mic thing, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, then I got then I got a then I got a girlfriend and I said, Oh, I gotta give you some time. Then she became my wife, and it's like, oh no, nah, I really gotta give you some time. Then now we got a kid, and it's like, oh now yeah, now nah, some of the stuff I wanted to do. Uh hey, I'm gonna go to school and get a master's in broadcast journalism and then go. Full fledged in the journalism, you go. Well, how much you gonna get paid? Maybe thirty five k. Oh man, y'all kiss my ass, dog. Like we gonna we gonna do it as a side hustle, baby. Because the mama mentality is not there. Because the money's more important than the passion. Because man, I can do this shit and not get paid for it for the rest of my life and be fine. You know, but it, it, we we bro, a lot of us we have work life balance. He didn't have the same work-life balance, so stop. Like, don't compare yourself to to the greats. And, and, and as I wrap this up, because we got a lot of you're a great. If 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 you can become a great at what it is that you do, because not everybody gets the recognition of being great, because we don't know. And obviously, he plays in the NBA, but I get it. If that's an influence or anything, 
mama mentality is Kobe. That's Kobe. It's okay if it influences what you do, and you can call it that if you want. But at the same time, what Kobe did was what Kobe did. Like, he's still a man, too. At the end of the day, Kobe Bryant's still a man. I love Kobe Bryant to death. I really do. Like, as a fan, I didn't know the man, but I definitely knew the player. And the men, and, and the and 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 the characteristics that surrounded him and what he was, I absolutely knew it. And then all the stories you hear about him, pre and post death, because these weren't stories that came out after he died. These were stories that were talked about when he was alive. More have came out since he's died because naturally, I mean, he he had he hadn't retired that fucking long ago. He hadn't been gone from the game that long ago. I mean, when. I got the NBA. Right now. No, he didn't have he didn't have a lot of friends. He didn't have many friends in the league, and if you remember, he started becoming a more media friendly. Uh, uh, he was older player as he got older. But if you go back and read any Lakers books, any Kobe books, that hey, bro, been kind of weird. And not even that he was just weird. He was just. He He's was just upset. so dedicated to being great at basketball that nothing else mattered. And that's not that's not everybody else. That's not most of us. Him and Shaq's beef were that he was like, bro, Shaq don't work hard enough. And Shaq's like, bro, I'm better than like all y'all. I don't have to work that hard. I don't have to work that hard. And Kobe Shaq was also almost 30 around that what time? Well, Shaq came in the league in 93. So Shaq by 24. He was an 11-year guy in the league by the last time they played together, and Shaq was probably 31, 32. So, yeah, Shaq was lazy. Shaq had won in the league MVP. Shaq had been a finals Three finals MVP, MVP bro. Three-time Most champion. Most dominant player since Wilt. Come on, bro. Like- he went to a finals without Kobe, too. So, and he was in Burger King commercials. I mean, he had Shazam. I mean, like, or Kazam. But he, not Shazam. But – in his book, and we, he working with Biggie Smalls, like Shaq had already arrived. One but, of the but Shaq made it stuff. clear. Shaq kills it too on that record. But Shaq made it clear that it's more than just basketball. It ain't just this. There's more to me. There's more to life. Hey, I put in enough to get yeah, more out than most of you can. He went. He went trying to get the most out of it. Uh, but Kobe, but Kobe, even as a young Kobe couldn't believe it but you know what it is so great that we got to even see those two actually coexist and do what they did like like i said i mean i grew up a lakers fan so i know i don't know who are you cheering for during those times like like Mm -hmm. i'm not not your favorite player i'm sure you wanted the hawks to win i mean but we knew the hawks were never in it especially that era 2000 2004 i know that the hawks won't win but who are you actually cheering for were you ai like Team at like who I was, you do it? I was uh I was a AI a little sure I was a Kobe. Kobe. I was a Kobe fan first. Uh, uh then once I really started watching AI, I liked his game so much better because he was fast. He you know he get in the passing lane, he just going at the rack relentlessly, and that's kind of the way he that I tried to play like it, I, huh. He had the heart of a champion. Like, yeah, like he, the way I, I tried to play like AI as a kid. Like I, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get to the cup. Like every time, yeah, you know, I shoot these little shots, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to 
kill you. But hey, man, look, we've talked for almost three minutes. Right that, uh, would uh, be on a black top and be just giving niggas buckets. Yeah, like a black top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a, not a, just a regular outside court. A black top. I love playing outside back in my day. I don't do it no more. Fuck you, Josh Holsey. Mm, and, and and hey, and actually, before we skedaddle along from Kobe, which RIP, like I said again, to Kobe and everybody. RIP. But uh, let me close. Let me let me tie the knot on Kobe real quick. My last thing. Go ahead. Kobe is. Kobe is what happens when talent meets hard work. When I mean supreme talent meets supreme work uh, ethic. You don't see it often. MJ had great work ethic. He didn't have supreme work ethic. LeBron, great work ethic, does not have supreme work ethic. That nigga be be drinking uh, uh, on off days and smoking cigars, and he doesn't have a pull-up jumper yet, and he's been in the league for 20 years, okay? I'm telling you. He has work He does this. You know, the whole I'm talking about I'm talking I'm talking about off the dribble. The real dribble. The real dribble. Like I'm driving. I'm driving. Oh, it's not there. I'm gonna stop and just pull up. Huh? Have you ever seen LeBron James catch and shoot off of a pick? Nigga, no. Me neither. (laughs) Exactly. So that that's what I'm saying about his work ethic. He works hard, he takes care of his body. But also, he's physically blessed enough that he does not have to do all these skilled basketball things. But Kobe is the is the ultimate, is like the perfect storm of athleticism, body type, skill, work ethic. And hey, man, it's something to it's something to chase. But I'll be honest with most of y'all, you're not gonna catch it because you're not gonna have the work ethic, you're not gonna have the natural ability, uh, you're not gonna have the infrastructure around you to make you that great. But you know what? You keep up that Mamba mentality because one day maybe. Just maybe you could be a rattlesnake. And you know what? Rattlesnakes, they still get bites too. Hey, they still call right. stunner that kind of people too. But you want to know what that Give me a beer. You know what that means to me? Look, you want to know what Kobe Bryant is, what this man is, and what he He's, will always hold it. It doesn't matter how old I get, man. When I'm older and I talk to my children about Kobe, because one day, my, my daughter will ask me. She's going to be like, Daddy, you love football and basketball so much. Oh, you played basketball. Who did you like? Like, who was your favorite player? I'm going to tell them why 24 slash 8 was mine. Because guess what? Look, Lee, he was a one of one. He's the only type. He's one. He's, yeah. he, he's, he's who he is. And that's why I love yeah. him so much. As and that's a, a great way to close this out because we just spent 31 minutes almost fanboying, and uh, that was not in the, in the books for us to talk this long on this. But can I talk about a few other fanboys, please? Let's go do it, my, my friend. So, I really think it started with Skip Bayless and his and Cold Pizza and First Take, and then into Undisputed. And then I think at one point, one of his co-workers, Bill Simmons, who they were working separately, doing similar things, but met up together at the Four Letter Network that we dissed, but we would gladly take a job from and then leave and then shit on them after we left. Um, you mean like everybody else? Kyle Gessel. Pretty much. And 
he did his piece. He he wrote great stuff. He was innovative. He made you think about the game differently. He always had his Boston sports lean. And if he was talking about something that was not Boston related, it's great. But then if Boston had any 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 dog in the fight, you go, ah. and then as he got older and more successful and started to write less and talk more and not have the same hunger to be the great sports guy, right, that he calls himself. Bill Simmons has turned into this Boston mega fan with strong biases that piss people off, honestly, make people happy and piss other people off. And then I think the one who's, like, fit into this same mode perfectly as the next generation of this Nick Wright. Huh? But he's but he's newer. Newer. He's He's Nick Wright. New school version. He he's a can he's from Kansas City, so he's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. So he just like Skip, just like Skip Davis being from like Oklahoma, but being like a Dallas beat writer. Bill Simmons is from Championship <laughs> Town, Boston. Yeah. They win every. They typically have been winners. Then so you get Nick Wright, and Nick comes on the as the LeBron stand, right? And that that gets him going. He he's from Kansas City. He spent time in Houston, so he has the Daryl Morey, the James Harden, inside all that good stuff doing radio down there. And now he's become a national figure, and the the, the Kansas City Chiefs are the most consistent franchise in football right now with the best quarterback in the league. And Nick has taken his fandom to another level and the three of these guys are ruining sports media because what they've proven is what they yes what they've proven is is that fandom with research that backs your fandom gets a reaction and it does because you can hate listen to skip all day you can hate listen to bill simmons all day and you can hate listen to nick wright all day. When you listen to Nick Wright say, Luka Doncic might be the best player in the NBA. Says who? But that's also not a whole take. Like, he's been the it's, favorite it's, to win the, in Vegas, at least, right? He's been the favorite to win the NBA. But, he, but he hasn't won it. And if you watch basketball, you know. You, you, no, 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 no. Luka, and we're doing exactly what he does, right? Causing a debate. And what it has, what it's done is it's ruined sports media in the sense that everything has to be combative. Everything has to be a debate. We're no longer informing people who consume the sport and say, hey, this person watches it more than I do. They're more plugged in than I am. Help me, like, my eyes see this. Tell me what my eyes are missing. But it, but here's the thing: it is a debate, and it's a debate because it's all opinionated to begin with. Even the MVP voting, like we know, like it's debated. Now we can all have a consensus opinion on something, and it be correct because that's how they dictate award winners and who's who. All I'm saying is this: it's no debate that Vegas made Luka Doncic the last two years the Finals MVP. He didn't win it last year because he shouldn't have won it last year, and that's why he didn't win it. But he also did go to the Western Conference Finals and dispatch the team that went to the finals the year before, and they embarrassed them in a game seven on the road. Like they beat them by like thirty plus points. I mean, they, like like I won't, at, debate, I won't debate. I won't debate. 
I won't debate what Luka Doncic did last year. If we're just just to talk specifically about Luka Doncic, what he's done this year. When do you, when do you watch? When do you watch See, basketball? When you watch basketball, say Luka Doncic is the best basketball player in the, in the NBA, or arguably the best basketball player in the NBA. You could no. you could you argue. I don't think that he is. That's not my opinion. No, I said you. I don't say what you can argue. I'm talking about you specifically, Paul AP. When do you watch basketball and go, Luka Doncic, best player in the league? You don't. Because typically the games, like, I have such a tough standard about basketball myself, like, to begin with, because even it took me for a very long time to even have to admit that LeBron was the best player in the league. But not because I'm a Kobe fan or anything either. Like, it had nothing to do with my bias to Kobe. I look at things so much more differently than anyone else regarding how I dictate, like, because I've always, I, since I've been watching, I don't know who was better than Kobe. And I respect LeBron. I believe that LeBron is, LeBron is the best player in the NBA. But, like, and even today, you could, at, at, in his 21st year, 20th year, he's 20th year. He's the best player in the NBA, and I don't think it's even up for debate low-key. We're not – the only reason that's not talked about is because they don't have the best record. But in terms of whenever there's anybody on the floor who's the best player, and that's what we have to really do, just like Nick Saban said about the college football playoff, if we were matched up against any team, what would Vegas say? Alabama would and on neutral field, Alabama would have been favored, except Georgia, probably. So that is the, the the telltale sign. Just like that's the reason why Jordan didn't have more than six MVPs, because how could Jordan be the greatest if every year he's putting up his excellence and he's doing what he's doing? Why would he win MVP every year? He can't win MVP every year because it's now, it's just, now it's the norm. Now it's the norm as opposed to what he's doing is ridiculous. And and the reason why I really want to bring this into the conversation is because these opinions by these super popular individuals they have an impact on what they have an impact on what we watch. They have an impact on awards cuz guess what Bill Simmons is an NBA uh voter. Nick Wright he wants to be right. I mean before even grand no, no, no. Yeah, you know I, I'm not talking about old Bill Simmons. I'm not talking about the Bill Simmons you fell in love with. I'm talking about Bill Simmons today who has no fastball, who who would tell who would t- who would tell you that But I still remember who I, he was. You know what? There's a girl y'all said, no, 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 no. There's a guy that y'all sent to our group text every now and then who was a hot chick while we were at Spelman. And now she has a beard and a fade. Huh. We remember who she was. We remember yeah, who he was, and yeah. now we know who he is. Well, she's not a he. She. It's not like she's a trans. She's. Sorry, she's still hot, even, even with the fade. But like at the same time, I also know that she has no interest in me, right? So like. You but know. you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. She was somebody ten years ago, and somebody new today, and. I got to judge off who you are today. Thirty years ago, Michael Jordan. Thirty years ago, Michael Jordan was the best player in the NBA. Today, he's the worst owner. <laughs> so I got to judge you by who you are 
in the present. That's and I know, I know it was being hyperbolic. It sounded good when I said I get what the fuck you're doing, Lee. I get it. It sounded good. It sounded real fucking good. And you didn't just let me cook with it. Thank no, you for I'm accountability. Not, flow, God damn it. No, because I have to stop you when something is not 100% accurate or at least to the liking of how this podcast is supposed to be put together because we're supposed to be putting together the best possible product and that is lazy. It is. He's he's one of the worst owners. Let's not say he's the worst. We know he's not the worst owner. Come on, man. No, nah, he's not. He's not. I mean, he's a bad Via the wizard but, Kwame. Bro. But but like when I listen to Bill Simmons talk about like Kyrie Irving, right? He runs the ringer. Kyrie Irving, 66 best player in the NBA. I'm not letting this go. That was stupid. Though, Everybody. But- Every but everybody who's like there, there are voters who created that list. They should lose their vote. You should if you watch basketball and you want to objectively tell me that Ky, that there are sixty five people in the NBA better than Kyrie Irving, you should not have the right to influence supermax contracts and end of season and mid season awards. You should have no impact on that. Really How many GMs listen to the sports writers? They watch Undisputed, they watch First Take, and they watch The Herd. And this is why when we even started doing this podcast, it's specifically more so for the Falcons, which we'll get to Falcons first uh, later, people. I know you're waiting. But at the same time, this is why I, I made a point about this long ago on this podcast where I said there needs to almost be a fan – not GM, but to where there is a voice of the people, to where there is a direct contact. Because can you imagine? And it's not about the fans don't really matter. At the end of the day, your job has nothing to do with people that are critiquing it. It's about what it is that you want to do. That's why you got hired. You didn't get hired to listen to other people. You got hired because of what it is that you know and what it is that you can do. But at the same time, don't you think that it will be a good idea in sports if there was some sort of a media of where there's a direct fan to them to where it's at least considered and they can at least hear it directly. And it comes from the masses, but there's groups of people that actually follow through. They listen to it. They watch it. They're there. They're present. They give it money. We're like um, in college football, right? We would be almost considered fucking uh, boosters. And, but there's head boosters. Like they're like it's not about oh he spends the most money to like be here, but it's like he has longevity here. He's younger too. Like I'm not a 70 year old man. Like you're not a 70 year old man. Like yeah okay yeah I could have had season tickets since 1966 when the Falcons got invented, but at the same time I wasn't born in 1966. My parents were born in like, but at the same time. I don't know if that old fart goes to everything, and I don't know if he even watches the game the same way. He's used to watching it on CBS with co- with no color, like so. Like I guess I guess that's kind of my point. But you, they could have. Oh, yeah. But the the problem is the problem is right is that a lot of these fans read Skip Bayless, Bill Simmons, Nick Wright's Bibles. Like they they take their word as bond, but that's don't national. Get me wrong. Yeah, Lee, I I know that because 
I'm a consumer of national media. And as a consumer of national media, and as a guy who whose preference would be to be a national guy, I don't know shit about y'all's team, man. But we watch I'm it. A mile we- wide, I'm a mile wide and an inch deep, which is what they are, which is most national. If you are a national, whether it's political pundit, whether it's a fucking sports writer, if you are national or international, you're not in the trenches of what's happening day to day. And you are relying on second and third hand information more times than not to build what you believe. Like I was listening to Ryan Rossillo the other day and he was talking about some uh, some substitution packages that the Bulls have. He goes, hey, Bulls fans, before you come at me. You watch your team more than you watch your team more than I do. I, I'm telling you what I saw today. Yeah, it's easy to talk about that bullshit team that they have. They suck. Like I'm a bet, and you know I'm a better. So I watch all the teams because I have to. And that team sucks. Like that team fucking sucks. Like I will stand on that. I will die on that hill. That team is garbage. That team is not gonna win a championship. I get it. Lonzo's never available. It seems like now, but like. Even with Lonzo, realistically, that is not a championship team. And so, like, yeah, it's easy to critique the teams that can't win. But what about the people that nationally critique the Bills, right? They're talking about the Bills. And we'll get into the NFL. I don't want to just switch over, but I just want to use this as an example. You talk about a team like the Bills. The Bills, for instance, they didn't get it done this past week. But at the same time, for everybody to just be like, yeah, Josh Allen isn't it. I had to remind Justice of this dumb shit. Peyton Manning didn't win his first Super Bowl until um, year nine. And Peyton Manning constantly lost in the divisional and the AFC championship. Brady was his biggest hurdle, which we thought Patrick Mahomes was kind of his, but now he's going to lose to Joe Burrow. And depending on what Joe Burrow does this week, then it'll be another quarterback, which we don't typically have a – and now Trevor Lawrence looks like he might be emerging and they've got Calvin Ridley coming. Like they can be a legitimate team now, like going into it. We don't know. We won't know. History will tell us what we need to know. But at the same time, like, I don't want to, I don't like writing people off, but Russillo is able to pick out the bulls because they're in a major market. And like the bulls do suck. Like they do fucking suck. But it was, he wasn't even picking on him. He was just making an observation of a player. Not yeah, who was about the Bulls about winning a title? Nobody because they're oh, not going no, no, to. No, no, no. So he does, no, he does this thing called Tales from the Couch, right? So on Wednesday, he does Tales from the Couch. So every game that came on Tuesday night, he gives a recap on it because he watches like all the, all the damn games because he, so he like has NBA. no. Yes, NBA. So Rosillo. Has that mama mentality? No, no wife, no kids, and is it watches every NBA, damn near every NBA game, right? Okay. Uh, big college football guy, big NFL guy, and to be that good at all three sports and respected in those three sports and all that overlap, dude, you have no life. Like you just have no life. Like you don't hang out with your friends and watch the games because you can't take notes when you watch games with your friends. I've I've tried watching games and taking notes, and it's it takes the fun out of the experience sometimes. But anyways, hey, let me just start. Let me just close. Let me close this up real quick. Huh? I said talk about it takes the fun out of watching sports because you want an outcome as opposed to rooting for something. 
Like, yes, yeah. you're rooting on something if you bet on it, but you're not even really rooting on it. You're rooting on the outcome. Bro, there's nothing worse than wanting a team to win that team winning, but you having a spread and then you getting beat on the spread. And it's like you will I bet can't against even celebrate them because of how well you know them, and then they're doing something you're just like, I can't believe this. Like that's betting though. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because again, it's a financial gain, which most people do a lot of what they do in their life for financial gain. Absolutely. So to put a bow on this piece. My big issue is that, hey, if you're going to cover the game, we all have biases. I don't think you should, you're allowed to be a fan, especially a public fan, when it comes to what you're writing, what you're putting on your podcast, what you're putting on your show, because that fandom has a sway on people, it has a sway on viewers, it has a sway on front offices, coaches, GMs. Uh, owners, because when you got that blue check next to your name, when you, when you work for that four-letter network, when when you have that all-star vote, that Hall of Fame vote, what you say matters to people. It has credibility to it. And if you're going to have credibility, that means you should be able to be objective and say, hey, I'm a Falcons fan. Jasmine Ritter ain't it. Hey, or, or at least, hey, hey, I'm a Georgia fan. I'm a Georgia fan. Huh? No, or at least we can upgrade. Like, we can be subjective. Yes, about, we can upgrade if we can. Why wouldn't we? Same thing hey, with the I'm a, Haw- I'm a Hawks fan. We are three players away from being even in the championship conversation. And one of those three players is us losing Ooh. Trey Young. Huh? He said we're three play. I don't I don't know if we're three. I think that they're like a very good uh three four player, but a very good one, a fringe all-star player. Yeah, we trade Trey Young for somebody who has more juice than we thought they had. I would add a better here's the thing, DeJounte Murray was can you imagine if even Al Horford, just because the Celtics are on right now. Can you imagine if Al Horford was on this team? I don't think that it would make it that much of a difference, but the reality is if you could trade Capella for him and like a um, Grant Williams type player, can you imagine if you could trade John Collins for Grant Williams and Al Horford, how much different the Hawks would be? They well, would imagine be having a five guy in Grant Williams that can also play defense. He'll shoot threes. He's like a enforcer to a degree in this league. Like it would help. And Al Horford is a mall cop. Get a mall cop now. Let's stop it. Grant Williams is a mall cop. Al Horford, look at it this way. As underrated as Al Horford was, Al Horford, and as much as the fuck Al Horford chance will live in my mind for forever because he did get fucked. Thank shout outs to King James. Um, At the end of the day, He'd be great. Like, even in his veteran leadership role now, he'd be really good on this Hawks team. And if you have to cut off one of your fingers as a John Collins to get him, because John Collins would work with the Celtics too, as far as I'm concerned. I think that that would work. But if we can get Al Horford in, like, Grant Williams because they don't want to play Grant, and then Al's old, and he might have a little bit of money on his contract, but it's expiring, and you send him to Atlanta – I think a trade like that works out, personally. I think it does, too. Like, and, like, he's like 
he's kind of a fan favorite. Like people liked Al when he was here. I liked Al. I had an Al yeah. Horford jersey. Glad you did. 